Welcome to Branding Your Real Estate. This is your host, Corinne King, and thank you so much for tuning in, joining today's podcast, and being a part of the Branding You Real Estate community. So Branding You Real Estate, what is it? It was created by a real estate agent for real estate agents to bring you inspiration, motivation, and ideas to help you improve your business, your brand, and most importantly, you as a real estate professional. So yes, the title is all about branding and marketing yourself in real estate. So the podcast specifically geared for realtors, anyone can listen in and I hope you can take um, little gold nuggets with you. But I really want to focus on the last part and the you part of branding you. And when you take the time to work on yourself, to grow and to evolve and to expand your thoughts and to practice mindset work, that is when you start mastering your mindset. And by mastering your mindset, and that's what we're getting into today, and that's the topic for today, mastering your mindset and then pairing that with action, that is what's going to take you to the next level and keep you in the game, and not just keep you in the game, but in the game as probably one of the best realtors in your area or nation or however big that you want to get. Usually it's ourselves that are standing in our own way. And the first step to getting out of our own way is actually mastering our mind, mastering our thoughts. So we're going to get into what is it and how you as a realtor can start taking steps to master your mindset because your thoughts become your actions. All right, keep on listening and yeah, see you on the other side of this. So you don't need that cute Lululemon yoga outfit. You don't need the sage. You don't need to go charge your crystals in order to really practice that mindset work. So over here at Branding Your Real Estate, I know I talk about mindset work quite a bit. And actually, I've been off my mindset train for a while and I've just been focusing on strategy and tactics to help you improve your business, which is huge. That is the actual action that you take. But mindset work, it's your thoughts that control your actions. And we will get to that. I think sometimes the whole mindset, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, all of that just sounds so woo and like, what does this have to do with business? I just want to take action. Well, the action that you take or the action that you don't take or that blind action that you take is all a result of the stories that you're telling yourself. We are the person standing in our way. If you're one of those people, and maybe you don't even recognize this, that is always finding the problems and never finding a solution or always um, finding some excuse outside of you, this is for you because there is always a way, but half the time, half the time, I would say like 99% of the time, we are standing in our own way. It's our thoughts that are stopping us because there is a way, but we might... Um, procrastinate or not go through with something or talk ourselves out of doing something or do something or say something because someone else told us to do it. And so because we didn't know thyself, we did what we were told rather than really what we wanted. So that's where I'm getting into where this mindset work is coming in. 
And I promise you, you will do more and you will take more intentional action when you are conscious of your thoughts and when you can rewrite those thoughts. So we're going to touch on a few different areas. One thing is a big one is limiting beliefs that we're going to touch on. So limiting beliefs is pretty much exactly how it sounds. It's these beliefs that you have within yourself that are limiting you. And these beliefs that you have, you created throughout your entire life. And they've come from several different areas in your life, your parents, your upbringing, your family dynamics, either what they told you or what you observed. So it's not only just what someone tells you, it's you observing and being a part of that environment. Um, teachers are a big one. They could have said one thing or did one little thing that really, really impacted you when you were younger. And I'll give you some of my examples and how I've seen those play out in my adult life. So teachers, society, um, social media. And here's a big one that I think we forget. We point to all of this, these outside factors of the world and how they're impacting our beliefs, but your own failures in your life. A lot of times you might have tried something and you failed. And to you, that meant you just weren't meant to do that thing, whatever that is. And again, I'll get into some examples coming up. So the first part is really diving deep into your past. And this takes a while and it takes a lot of time and work and being conscious. And it starts with just being conscious of what is swirling around in your brain. Why didn't you follow through on that thing that you really wanted to do? Why are you avoiding a certain conversation? So start recognizing that. And you can even start with your actions. Why did I do this? Why did I not do this? And then take it back and recognize the thoughts that controlled that action. And now take that thought back to where did that thought come from? And then we're going to talk about how do we get past limiting beliefs? So really before we go any too much further, I really want to stick with limiting beliefs. And it took me forever actually to understand the power of being conscious of the stories that I've been telling myself and what I'm limiting myself with, what beliefs I've been telling myself that are limiting me from achieving anything I want in life. But I have stories and they're stopping me. And I'm stopping myself, not thinking I'm good enough. And it's so hard to recognize this because this sits in our subconscious mind. And this is what is controlling our actions. So it's really kind of digging back and realizing what stories have we been told? So like I said before, these stories that we've been told all throughout our lives become our belief system and we build everything from there. That is why, let's bring it back to business, right? That is why it is so important that you work on your mindset because right now something could have happened to you in seventh grade that is impacting how you run your business now and the risks that you take now could be a reason of something that happened to you in 10th grade or the risks that you don't take. Or maybe you don't speak up because that one time you spoke up and it was so embarrassing. But you are not that seventh grader anymore. You are not that little 
six-year-old girl anymore. So it's time to get past those beliefs that you had when you were younger or those experiences that you went through. Because I'll tell you, they aren't true. Figure out what is true. And I do want to give you some examples of how I've had these stories that I have gone through in my life or I've seen or experienced or how I was told to live and how that is impacting me now as an entrepreneur. I don't have my journal with me. I wish I remembered it. It's somewhere outside. So the other day I gave myself like this own, my own little um, challenge or project or journaling prompt. And it was really, really, really powerful. I'm actually going to incorporate uh, this exercise into the Marketing Academy. I'll talk about that a little bit later. So this exercise that I did for myself, I just went through and I wrote down all of the stories that I was told or experienced and what my beliefs are now based on the things that I went through growing up. And then I went through and wrote down like a replacement for that story of what else could be true. So let me give you a couple of those examples. And actually, I'm going to pause this really quick, go grab my notebook and read those out to you because I really want you to understand the impact that these limiting beliefs are having on you to go to the next level in business. So like I mentioned before, these beliefs that you have, that controls who you are and what your business is and how your business is run right now. So we're still going down the limiting belief rabbit hole um, because I want you to understand the power behind it. And I think the best way now to move forward is to show you my own examples of a very powerful exercise that I did like earlier this week. Um, I just kind of created it and I figured I would just write it down and see what the impact was on me. And just, I've been working on this whole quote unquote mindset work or mindfulness for, for several years now. And at first, like when you're sitting quietly or when you just decide, hey, I'm going to be more conscious on the thoughts that I'm telling myself, I'm going to actually kind of step outside my body and look at the actions that I'm taking and follow that back. So follow it back to the thought that controlled that action. Then that thought, go back to the story that controlled that thought. So once you start recognizing that, you'll start seeing how your actions change, but it doesn't happen overnight. Like I've been working on this for years to get to this point, years. And when I look back a couple years ago when I started on this journey, I am seeing the person that I am right now compared to who I was. Huge transformation. But it's hard to see that because you don't see it overnight. So let's get into the exercise that I put together for myself to where I actually um, wrote down what what stories was I told as a child. And again, these stories can come from my own failures. They can come from friends. They can come from society. They can come from teachers, parents, movies, mentors, social media. I think I hit most of them. I mean, I'm sure these beliefs and our belief system comes from so many other things. 
It could come from just one thing that happened in your life that actually had a huge impact. It may have been small in the grand scheme of things, but it could have impacted the direction of your entire life and how you handle situations. So let's just go down. I This is in no particular order, um, but I'll elaborate a bit on it. So again, I went through the first part of this exercise is writing down what were those stories. The second part is replacing those stories with what else could be true. And I'll try and get specific on where some of these come from. Some of these stories I've told myself are things or patterns or just the way of living, maybe how I was around my parents or my lifestyle or what I went through, or it may have just been one big moment in my life that stands out. All right, so I should read through these first because I feel like some of these are very personal, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. I know anyone listening, um, you guys have been really great supporters and have shown me so much love, so I know you're not going to judge me. That's a limiting belief right there. Oh, let me just point that out. Literally, you just heard me talking out loud with my own limiting belief saying like, I don't want to share all of this. I'm going to get judged. And then because I'm conscious of that, I'm like, you know what? You know what else can be true? Instead of getting judged, maybe it will um, help you in some way. Maybe it will impact your life in some way. So I'm rewriting that story. Maybe I won't get judged. You know what? Maybe I'm going to help someone. Sorry, I just got really excited because I that that was my mindset out loud. Like that was my mindset working for me out loud for you to hear. And I didn't even plan on that. All right, let's go down the list. Ready? All right, first one, the story that I told myself. The only way to be worthy is to be stressed and busy. So my mom, who I love so much, and she is a beautiful, beautiful human, But ever since my parents got divorced, she um, went on this, I guess, journey of being busy. I mean, she ended up having to get a job or several jobs. And I mean, she did a lot to support our family and without a lot of my dad's help, like she did a lot of it, but she was always so busy and always so stressed and still... Um, to this day, we call her Busy Lizzie. <laughs> and so to me, I always felt like for me to be worthy, I had to just stay busy, 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 and be stressed and like let people see that. And when I would project that, I also felt that. And so I didn't find worth in any other way other than being stressed and busy. So I can rewrite that and say the only way to be worthy is to show my family and husband love. My husband taught me that one. Um, Or the only way to be worthy is to show compassion to others. Or maybe worthy comes in many different forms. Maybe worthy is my production, which a lot of people don't like to tie their worthiness to their production either, but I kind of, I like that better than just being busy. All right. So that was just an example of how I'm rewriting my stories. All right. We're going to go on to another one. Um, working for others is safe. Going the entrepreneur route, I will fail always. This comes from one, watching my parents. My dad was an entrepreneur. I still think he was extremely successful, um, but I think he saw a lot of failures. So 
his advice is always, it's a lot of work, Corinne. I don't know why you'd want to go that route. I'm like, do you know how much I'm working right now? Except I can't do it freely from my own voice, from who I am. Like he never actually worked for another company or worked for someone else, maybe in his twenties, but you know, by the end of his twenties, he was like, I'm going to do things my own way. And even though it's a lot of hours putting in, there's a lot of freedom in that. Um, So that is where that came from. Also, my mom, who just never had it in her, she never really understood why I'd want to start my own business. It was always go to college, write a good resume, get straight A's, um, and work for someone. And I was always celebrated if I did really good in class or if I got a job promotion and things like that. But whenever I tried to start something on my own, it was, and I, it was, you know, this is really risky, Corinne. You're going to lose all your money. Or when I went to go purchase a property, it's still, what are you going to do? Are you going to lose all your money? Yada, yada, yada. And I used to actually let that tear me down. And I'm letting that drive me now because I want to prove to them that entrepreneurship can be safe and can be exciting and not only fill my bank account, but fill my, my joy tank. So that's where that one came from. This is going to be a long podcast. I wrote down a lot and I didn't realize how long these stories were behind them, but I'm hoping one can help you. And so you can see how it helps me in business. Um, I will tell you that working for others is safe, going the entrepreneur route, I will fail. My husband and I have been trying to invest in a property for a long time. I've worked very, very hard for other people. I've put a lot of money away and... Um, I just, it was safe sitting in my bank account. I loved seeing it there and I just didn't have it in me to purchase a property, but through the mindset work, I got excited about it. I saw what else could be true. And it's actually my husband one time where, um, you know, of course in my head, I have my parents, we're going to fail. We're going to buy this. And then what happens if, uh, we can't rent it out or what happens if this happens or what he's like, but what happens if we do this really successful, what happens if we like blow it out of the water? What happens if we make an extra $10,000 a month? This could change our life. And he was luckily for me, like the, the voice in my head, the little angel that convinced me like, yeah, that is true. And that was a big pivotal moment. Luckily for me, I had someone for that, but not everyone has someone to push us to be better, to push us to take risks, to push us to see life differently. All right. We're going to keep going. (laughs) All right. Um, I am just mediocre and I will never hang with the high achievers. This actually stems from not the second grade, not the third. No, it could have been. Anyways, fourth grade, second grade. I don't know. But okay, this is and it happened, this scenario happened to me a couple times in my younger years. I know this sounds silly. You're like, oh, your second grade self is controlling who you are today. Yes, it is. So in second grade, um, they split up our classroom to the advanced kids and the kids not, not as advanced. I sat with the not as advanced kids, but I wanted to read the book with all the advanced kids. That's where some of my friends were. Right in front, and any teachers listening, like you want to see how you can really impact someone. I mean, I've had teachers that have impacted me in a beautiful, amazing way. I'm sure the teacher had no idea that it would have an impact on the 34-year-old self that I am today. So I sat with a not so, actually, I think we just played with crayons while the smart kids read this really great book that I really wanted to read. And at that time, 
I told myself I'm just mediocre. And this happened a lot throughout my life. So even when, let's see, I graduated, I ended up graduating high school with honors, but I, I was not going down that route. Ninth, 10th grade, I, I uh, had a boyfriend that was a bad influence. So those first two years were C years. But, and so I had to work really, really hard and things just didn't come to me naturally. But when I graduated, I was like, oh my God, I get to sit with the smart kids. And my dad was like, you are a smart, that you're there because you also belong there. Um, still hard for me to see. And then the same thing happened in college and I said the same thing. And I actually wasn't going to go to this ceremony, but my parents were like, no, you have to go. I don't know what the, I forgot what it was. I wore some gold sash, which was pretty cool. And, but still in my mind, I was like, I don't belong sitting with these people. Um, and they're like, yeah, you do. You kind of got straight A's in college almost. Um, and then still to this day, because I have failed a lot in these quote unquote businesses that I've tried, or I'll listen to podcasts of like these amazing podcasters that are running these multi-million dollar businesses. And I just still think I'm mediocre or I'll see those people on Instagram that like really look Instagrammy. I'm like, I don't belong with them, especially you know, like the realtors that dress like um, Selling Sunset. I am not that. I rarely put pants on. That is why I do a podcast. So in my mind, I'm still mediocre. I'm still working past that. And that's where I have to really talk through and convince myself that I am more than just mediocre. I am whatever I want to be. All right. Sorry, guys. Long list. You can move on to the next one or you can just go through my my uh, private journal, my private thoughts here. Um, oh yeah, this is an interesting one, which I got this from another podcast. I didn't realize that this is how I thought. The only type of successful women are women who are mean and bossy. I've always been super nice and I've been told that nice girls don't sit in the corner office. There's actually a book about that. And then I listened to the other day, actually, after I wrote this, that was like, whoa, really helped me realize that I don't need to be mean and bossy. I'm still working on that one. It was listening to the CEO school and the the, the podcast host, she's in a male-dominated industry, financing. And she said, you know, so often they say for women to make it, you have to be mean and bossy and um, have that be more male-like, you know, be more straightforward and, you know, not as compassionate or empathetic. And she was like, no, I'm not going to try to be like these men. Maybe what our industry is missing is the woman's touch. You just need the confidence to know that it is okay to be yourself. She's like, I'm, I'm not going to put on a pantsuit to fit into this man's world. I am going to dress up with my bright colors and my skirt and be as womanly as I can in this industry. And that's okay. More than okay. That is the way of the world and that's how the world is going to change is by us being ourselves. So anyways, that was super powerful. I think check out the CEO school. I don't know which episode that was, but I'm recording this middle of July. They just put that one out. All right, next one. Um, If I want more money, it means I have to take on more. 
It means I have to work harder and I have to work more hours. So here's the hard thing for me is, especially if you're in a job and you're working for someone else, I've always had a hard time asking for more because I was like, in my mind, I was like, I literally can't take on anymore. I have so much stress. I've taken on more projects than anyone on this team. When in reality, I should say, I have taken on more than what I'm getting. So I need to rewrite that story. Or even if I want more money, it could mean just being more strategic or being more productive or putting processes in place. I talk a lot about this in the real estate industry is that um, maybe you're not that busy. Maybe you were just disorganized. I just heard that on Hustle Humbly. So I get so much of my inspiration from everywhere. And maybe that is true. Maybe I don't need to work more hours. Maybe I need to take a look at my business and say no to more things, say yes to the right things, get organized, hire people. And yeah, maybe that's what I need to do. All right. Last one. I have failed. I've failed a lot. I've started a lot of businesses and I never take it to the next level. I only get to certain points. So to me, this means that entrepreneurship is not meant for me. I guess I was always meant to work for others and to do as I am told. This one is so true for me and it comes from my own experience. I'm not going to go through all of the businesses that I started. And I think part of it was I didn't have the confidence to ask for money because I didn't think I was worthy of whatever it was because I am a beginner. I mean, you always have to start somewhere. I'm going to bring this to Branding You Real Estate. Branding You Real Estate is the furthest that I've gone with any passion project. And I really do love it. I want to fail every week. Every week, I'm like, why am I doing it? One, I'm exhausted managing this, managing 40 to 60 hours in real estate for a very demanding team member, managing my my little two-year-old and the household and the house that I just bought. And I'm doing branding real estate for free and I love it. And it does drive me and it gets me excited. And I'm coming out with this marketing academy and I'm so scared to talk about it. Like that, and I haven't made it to that level yet. And every day I talk to myself, every day when I'm starting to doubt myself, I get myself pumped back up, whether it's through podcasts, whether it's through journaling and just getting things out. Sometimes I'll just go back and read through some of my own work to remind me that I am worthy of this, that I'm really, really good at real estate. I'm really good at branding and marketing and that I was really put in this very special circumstance uh, to work with a high producer the second I jumped into real estate. So I've seen a lot in my sh- short seven years in real estate. I like to say that I've done 30 years of real estate within seven years. Um, and, and I'm saying this out loud because literally I still to this day, I think as of last week, earlier this week, I wanted to give up again. Or I saw or I was comparing myself to someone and thinking like, what? Why am I worthy to ask for someone to spend money on me to really take this to the next level? So you know what? I'm going to stay in my mediocre. I'm going to I'm just mediocre. But no, I need to rewrite that. I'm more than mediocre. I belong in the high achiever ring. So this is how you work through those stories that you're telling yourself. So, that's pretty much what I wrote down for myself and just to give you an idea of what stories look like 
how they impact you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, and as a realtor, and then how you can rewrite those stories. So that last one, I've failed and I've failed and my parents, you know, I'm a little mix of all of this. I would not be here right now recording this podcast. Also afraid that a friend might listen to this or an ex-friend or someone who's talking about me from high school. Yes, high school. That was a really long time ago. Oh my God. It was like almost 20 years ago. Is that where I'm at? Oh God. Um, I just I just realized my age that I might not go and record this podcast because I might be talked about in that group text message, but I have to talk myself through it every day. It's not just one big moment happens in your life and it changes it. Yes, that can happen, but you have to be conscious of those stories. Start by writing them down. Understand where it came from. Understand how it's impacting the actions that you take today and rewrite them. Go ahead and rewrite them. It is freaking powerful. All right, well, that was a long session for this one. So we might not go too much further down the rabbit hole of mastering your mindset, but we'll be closing this out shortly. So this podcast kind of took an unintentional turn. I'm okay with it. I was definitely planning on focusing on mastering your mindset for realtors for this podcast. And I ended up going a little bit down a rabbit hole all about limiting beliefs. And the journaling exercise that I talked about where I actually opened up my private journal to you, laid my heart out on the line, didn't even read it before reading it to you guys. But again, I trust you guys. I feel like I am surrounded by a wonderful group of people, whether I hear from you or not, I know that I have your love and support. And anyway, so I open up that journal in hopes that it helps you understand what it looks like when you start recognizing the stories that you're telling yourself and how those stories impact your life today and knowing where those stories came from and then also rewriting them and realizing that those stories aren't necessarily true. It's just something that we were told And until we're conscious of those stories, we cannot change them. So that is where we're going with this now. So yes, we went down that long conversation. Well, the conversation I had with you about my limiting beliefs and how that's impacting my life and that exercise. We're going to finish today with some actual ideas and strategies where you can start working on mastering your mindset right now. Let's start with actually what I did, the exercise that I gave myself. And there's two ways that you can go about it. You can do them both ways or you can just do them one way. What I did here was I wrote down all of these stories that I've been telling myself. I feel like I was able to get really clear on that because I've been um, practicing this mindfulness for so long that I was able to get very, very clear on those. So this is an exercise I encourage you to come back to often. Um, Because new stories will come up for you now that you are conscious of the fact that there are stories in your life that are impacting you today. So write down all of those stories, figure out where they came from. So just like how I talked through each story, I was able to go back to that time in second grade, or, or I was able to go back to all the conversations that my parents told me about entrepreneurship and that it's dangerous and not safe and that I'll fail. Um... So go back, figure out where those stories stemmed from. 
recognize how it impacts your action today, and then rewrite those stories and ask yourself what is true. So another way to go about this more so in the field, actually in action is to go live your life, to go run your business and be conscious and mindful about what actions you're taking and more importantly, what actions you aren't taking and go, why did I stop myself? Why did I not say that? Why did I not go for it? Why did I uh, do it this way? Start questioning everything that you're doing and then come back and try and figure out what story in your life impacted your thought and that thought, how that thought impacted that action. So that's a backwards way to do it. But if you haven't been practicing mindfulness for a while, that might be the best way to do it is actually just being observant of your surroundings and your life and you and how you react to things and the actions that you're taking and dig a little bit deeper. So that's the first exercise. And it's really, really powerful. I'm surprised I've never done it before. Um, it was, it was a great exercise. So please start there. Another thing that I suggest that you do to master your mindset is to take action. Do something that's a little uncomfortable. Do something that you've never wanted to do. So our mind and body, along with those limiting beliefs, it's, it's set up in a way to protect us. And whenever we feel uncomfortable or these beliefs do come in and tell us that's not safe, our mind and body is going to do everything to stop us until we show it differently. When you show it that whatever that action is, is actually not a threat to you. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to steal all of your money. People aren't going to judge you. Um, Anyways, when you show your mind through action that there are other possibilities and other outcomes than failure, it'll stop trying to stop you. So actually go out there and just start with one action. Do something a little uncomfortable, something you've always wanted to do. Don't overthink it. Just do it. Even if it's small, just do it. And this will start opening you up to more things and more things and more things. So those are two really, really powerful exercises that you can do right away. Some daily habits that I really suggest throwing in is not just jumping out of bed, not just putting, uh, going through your email actually sitting down, meditating, and that could just be breathing for one minute. Just put your phone down, breathe for one minute. Next week, go to two minutes and journal. There's on my Instagram, branding you underscore real estate. I have a lot of journaling prompts that are anything from super woo to the mindset world. And then I bring a lot of it back to real estate. I find by doing this or free writing or anything just helps my brain kind of untangle if that makes any sense. Like imagine yarn all tangled up. It's like pulling out one string at a time. When I go into the day crazy and stressed or pissed off, or I wake up on the wrong side of the bed, every action that I take and the way that I show up um, and the way that I problem solve and if I'm creative or if I'm motivated, like there's no motivation. Like I don't have any of that. So I need to take time to pause for me and The way that this plays out in my business is super impactful because this could impact how I show up when I meet a client. And either I could rub them the wrong way because I showed up in a bad attitude or I show up with confidence and I show up with excitement and enthusiasm and they want to hire me to list their home. So that's a great exercise. Literally takes five to 10 minutes. You can Make it longer later on if you want to, but you can just literally start with a couple minutes or just sit in your car and 
Turn on the AC, close your eyes, don't be driving, obviously, and breathe for a couple minutes. Those are some great exercises. Um, Podcasts and music and motivational speakers and TED Talks, those are really what change my mindset. So when this morning, actually, before recording this podcast, for some reason, like, I don't know if it was a conversation that I had or not sleeping well or whatever, I just woke up like not excited about the day <laughs> and I knew that this was going to play out my day. So I threw on some podcasts and it really, really changed my mindset for the day. So working, you know, we'll go with doing, you know, uh, why can't I think of it? Journaling and meditating. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word meditating. Um, start with that. Listen to some podcasts. Like I really like having these powerful simple mornings that allow me to ease into the day so I can show up better. So those are some of my favorite mindset tricks. There's so many more out there, but I know that this podcast is dragging on. So that is it for today's podcast. And I'm going to close this out in one moment. So keep on listening where you can find me and to get some other resources. Thank you so much for tuning in today and being a part of the Branding You real estate community. Whether you've been along on this journey with me from the beginning and you're still here or you're, if you're brand new, I am just so thankful for each and every one of you and your love and your support and trusting me with your time. I know how crazy this industry is. Um, so I know your time is valuable. Hence why I come to you on a podcast. I'm sure you spend a lot of time in your car driving. So anyways, we are closing out. I know I mentioned a couple of times throughout today's podcast about a marketing academy that is coming up during the last quarter of this year to prepare you for 2022. So I'm recording this right now in July, 2021. And it launches and it starts on October 4th, uh, but the sign up will only have a couple weeks. Um, and it's a one time, once a year. It only comes out once a year. Um, and so you have to, I think, sign up. We'll do probably by October 4th or, or a day before. Um, anyways, so this marketing academy has a lot to do with what you listen to today. And that's why I want to touch on it. If you enjoyed what you listened to today, and if you always felt like there was something like missing in your business, and that's mindfulness and mindset work and really sewing together life and business, which I feel like so often when we look up setting goals or creating business and marketing plans, that they leave out the fact that your business should support your life. So what to expect in this marketing academy? First, we're going to do some reflection on your life and on business. And then module two, which this is the one that is the secret ingredient. It is mastering your mindset. We will go a lot more in depth than what you listen to today. It is so important that you set goals based on what you want in life, based on your joy, based on what you're good at, based on who you are. And so that's why spending an entire week focusing on mindset and digging deeper and doing some of that soul work is so important before we head into the intentional goal setting module. Uh, Following your intentional goal setting, keyword there, intentional by the way, because most people just set goals and they set goals that are surfaced goals, goals that someone told them that they needed to set, not goals based on what they really want in life. So intentional goals. Following that, 
we will be setting up our marketing foundation. This is building everything up. So when we go into actually designing a strategic marketing plan, you will be ready to go. So the marketing plan is a framework that I designed because I didn't find anything that actually made sense to me as a real estate professional. Everything was very generic based on businesses that had nothing to do with us. So the past couple years, I've been working on this and crafting it and uh, really making it as wonderful and amazing as I possibly can and testing it out in the field. So it's clear step-by-step, but it allows you to customize it based on who you are, what you want in life, and what your goals are. Then module six, yes, we're at module six. So there's six weeks of training and a ton of lessons within all of those. So week six is all about productivity, processes, and systems. So I feel like a lot of people set goals, they set up a plan, and then they don't have the systems or processes in place or good productive habits. So we will be focusing on that so you're ready to go when January 1st hits. Now, there are a couple bonuses in there as well. So there is your academy. There'll be some implementation periods and some little uh, trainings here and there in between uh, that I'm working on. But also there'll be something called Momentum. So Momentum is a membership that will be free to you. You will be considered a founding member joining me this year. This is the only year that this membership will be included in that fee, which this year is going to be extremely, extremely, extremely discounted um, compared to years to come. Um, And again, you will be a founding member and I want to make sure all my founding members are taken care of because you, again, are trusting me with your time. Oh, and another big bonus, and this is the one I am really excited about. There'll be a 30-day mindset mastery. That will start after we complete the six-week training. It will start on December 1st and go throughout the entire month so you are pumped up and ready to go when January 1st does hit. Um, All right, well, that is it on that marketing academy that's brought to you by me and Branding Your Real Estate. If you are interested in the show notes, you can find all of my contact information from my email to my Instagram handle. Those are the best ways to contact me. If you are interested in just learning more, just let me know and I can send you that information. I do not have a link to um, the course at the moment or a wait list, but if you just email me, let's consider that a wait list. It doesn't just reaching out, asking questions doesn't cost you anything. Um, and putting on the, on the wait list, there's no fee for that either. So feel free to just reach out to me and let's chat and I'll tell you all about it. And I really, really hope to have you included in this year's Academy that only comes out once a year. And this year is going to be, I, I'm just really really looking forward to having you there and sharing my thoughts and my dream and this framework that I've worked so hard on to make your life better and more productive and to make you more successful as a real estate professional. All right. Well, that is it for today. And thank you again for joining me and happy branding.